three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is Hunter here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, so we, uh, oh, I, I am flying solo tonight. But we, I am talking about a movie that I really think a lot of people, unfortunately, aren't going to see. But considering it stars someone who is, you know what, who is fucking Hollywood royalty, as far as I'm concerned, uh, everyone should. And that is, uh, this is uh, The Old Man the Gun I'm talking about, starring Robert frickin' Redford in his last film ever, which, when you think about it, I, I feel like we're getting that point, uh, kind of like we're getting with Clint Eastwood, where you go, this is a guy who's classic Hollywood, who really hasn't done what I think a lot of classic Hollywood actors and actresses that we kind of put in that mold he hasn't done you know dumb stuff like like a rocking bullwinkle or an underdog or something like that he's really stayed true to the fact he wants to continue to make good films and i i give robert redford a lot of credit for that i know he's done some not great things but the fact that he's butch cassidy i mean come come on we we, you know we 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 got to give him credit for that and of course, he was Alexander Pierce in Winter Soldier, which he was great in. So, what I will say about this movie is that I think people who it's going to sound really uh, <laughs> hipsterish, but I think people who don't appreciate movies where a lot of stuff isn't just flying at you and just not a lot's happening from the start might get bored with this, but. I appreciate the fact they had a, a, a slower, more deliberate pace to it, and that was actually something I found really endearing about it. So, this movie is based on uh, Robert Redford, who's playing uh, Forrest Tucker, and this movie tells you that at the beginning, the story is mostly true, which is a trip to think about, but uh, Robert Redford's uh, character, Forrest Tucker, he's been a bank robber for years I, I pretty much it makes it look like since he his his like early to mid 20s and he's escaped uh, i believe they see it like 16 times uh from prison because he just loves robin banks so much and he's that ingenious and so he's coming on you know the the, the end of his life and kind of just thinking about what he wants and he's really just doing what he's always known to do and that's continue to rob banks but they show a couple of his bank robberies, and what is so funny and interesting about him is that he never comes across as malicious. He never comes across like, like I'm going to shoot you right now. He's always very charming in the way he just goes, hey, put the money in the bag. That'd be really nice of you. You know, I, I, I don't want to ruin your day, so just put, you know, just put the money in the bag. And he's... He's weirdly charming about it, as I think Robert Redford would be if I ever met the man. But it's funny getting these accounts from the people who are just getting robbed, and they're going, "Well, yeah, he robbed the bank. That sucked, but he he was like he was kind about it." Which 
I, <laughs> which is really funny. The thing about Robert Redford in this is that since he knows his days to an extent are numbered, he is in that mode of, well, I've been Robin Banks for this long, why stop now? Until he encounters Jewel, who's played by Sissy uh, Spacek, which it was really cool to see them just play off each other. There's a scene in the diner after he sees Jewel on the side of a road and he's only doing this really to make sure that the cops don't catch him because the cops are chasing him. So he pulls off to the side of the road and she's having car trouble and he basically goes, oh, let me let me take a look at that. And he, you know, is bent over the hood while the cops are flying by trying to catch him. And Jewel goes, do you know anything about cars? And he goes, oh, not really. And he ends up and they end up going to a diner after that. And he lays it all out. He, of course, then says it's, he's joking, but he lays out how he would go ahead and rob a bank and how he pretends he has a gun. Uh, some cases he does, but how he basically goes, mostly goes, hey, you know, this is what I got. Go ahead and put the money in the bag. And what's fascinating is that Jewel, you find out, has gone through her own hardships. She lost her husband. I believe they say the cancer. I'm, I, I, I am blanking on that. But they talk, she talks about how, you know, they raise kids together. The kids are gone, and she's got this big farm really to herself and just thinking about how she can be selfish now and think about what she wants. And I think what I found so interesting is that they're really meeting in the same place. I mean, yeah, uh, Forrest is robbing banks, and she's taking to a farm, but... I appreciated the way that you find out that they basically went, hey, you know, we've done what we can for other people, you know, and kind of lived our lives to an extent for for others, but now we can kind of do what we want to do just because we are in the twilight of our life. There is a throwaway line that as soon as they dropped it, I went, oh, okay, that's coming back. And, and it's in regards to fourth, so... They're, you know, getting to know each other, uh, Force and Jewel, and Jewel goes, oh, do you have any kids? And he goes, oh, I hope not. So I went, okay, so how long is it until we find out that Force has a, uh, has a long-lost son or daughter? And you find out that he does have a long-lost daughter who uh, whose name uh, Dorothy, who's played by Elizabeth Moss, which if you have not watched The Handmaid's Tale, oh my god, I'm working my way through season two now, and that show is fucking delight but <laughs> but she's only in the movie for maybe five minutes maybe but anytime she was on screen i went yep elizabeth moss is wonderful and of course you know her from mad men but uh handmaid's tale i just want to give her credit for that uh, what i do find really endearing about this is not just the score that i thought was just top notch but the fact that the movie is very slow and it's Rolling almost one of those movies you sit back and kind of think about your own life as far as, you know, what makes you feel passionate. If you, you know, were on borrowed time, how would you kind of spend it? And Forrest, he's, it's funny because he clearly knows that, that he'll get caught. I mean, you don't escape prison that many times without knowing that you're going to get caught at some point. But he just loves doing it. And, and it doesn't feel like one of those things where it's a midlife crisis or anything like that it genuinely feels that he just enjoys robbing banks as weird as that is to say and 
there's a point, I, I think it's maybe the second or third robbery, where this girl breaks down. And she goes, oh my god, it's my first day. And he goes, hey, 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 your day's going to get better. He, he comforts her, even though, you know, hey, I'm making you look really bad right now because I'm robbing you on your first day. But it, it, he comes across as so endearing. And Robert Redford, man, you, you feel that charm from Forrest uh, that has made him a staple for as long as he's been in Hollywood, which... It's crazy how many movies Robert Redford's made. And, you know, we, we talk about actors who've gone out in just making really, this, you know, bad films. It, it, it's never cool when you see someone just in on something so crappy, you know. And this could have been, you know, Street Fighter or, <laughs> or something uh, bad like that. And it was really cool to see him go out on something that I went, okay, thank God this is good. Danny Glover is in this too, and I haven't watched uh, uh, Sorry sorry to Bother You, which it's on my list because I've had people ask when we're reviewing that. I promise it is coming before the end of the year. But Danny Glover was really good in this too, and he's not in it a lot. He plays one of the other guys who, uh, he plays Teddy, and he's two out of the other three uh Two out of the, the the trilogy there, of him and Tom Waits who plays Walter or uh, Waller, pardon me, where they've been robbing banks together this whole time, and it, it's pretty cool to see, you, you know these these three older guys kind of strut their stuff a little bit. I think Danny Glover really doesn't get enough credit for as good of an actor as he really can be, and I thought he was really good in this. And Casey Affleck, who we have to mention, even though. Obviously, with some of the accusations, and we have to say there are accusations that have come out, has definitely kind of had a uh, tarnished image to him. Uh, he plays John Hunt, who's the detective who becomes pretty obsessed with just being the one to finally catch Forrest and put him away for good. I thought Casey Affleck was, was damn good in this. I mean, he is one of the best actors we have, and there's a point near the end of the movie where him and Forrest really have this pretty cool bass conversation i went all right i really enjoyed that there's a lot to enjoy about this movie as far as a complaint and my biggest complaint about this movie as i wrap up and give my final grade is the ending to this the last 15 minutes or so i went there's something that occurs i went that doesn't make sense to me and for what happens there's no there's no established amount of how long the, uh, how much time passes and I'll be honest I think towards the end it's a really important thing so the fact they don't really acknowledge that I went eh, I don't love that but by that point I went you know what this has done such a good job just keep me entertained when I was talking about something in the same way in the same vein of Hunter Killer where I just went I'm so bored in this movie I can't stand it uh, this movie with a lot of classic actors, I went, okay, you guys are really holding your own and showing why you have become legends in the industry. So I'm happy Robert Ruffer got a, gr a really good, if not great, last film to go out on. I don't think this will make my top 10, but to be honest, re-watching it here before we do our list, it, it honestly might. This will be something I definitely buy when it does come out because I think... Not only is it a piece of history because it's Robert Redford's last film, but it's something that I could put on the background while I'm cleaning and, and take a couple minutes 
every now and then sit down and go, you know what, I'm I'm digging this. So, as far as Old Man and Gun, <sighs> the grade is hard because the ending did just, it, it soured me a little bit. I would give a solid, I'd give a solid B+. Plus. It, it's not quite a, you know, see this at night, pay 10 50 or whatever, see it, but... I really did enjoy this. I think Robert Redford, for as much as he's done for Hollywood and so many great performances as he's turned in, I think man deserves some props. And I think people should go see this. So if you have seen Old Man and the Gun, even if you see this at an early matinee, uh, you know, paying seven fifty or what have you, I think you'd really walk out and go, man, I felt good after watching that. And I was very entertained. So... Old Man the Gun, guys, have you seen it? Let us know what you thought in the comments below. You can follow yours truly on... Uh, Twitter on the Twitter, pardon me, at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow Colin at the Real. That's the R E E L O'Neill. And you can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. And you can follow us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music at the Real Pineapple. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up this weekend for the Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And nobody's fool. The new Tyler Perry movie. Good grief. Gonna be a rough weekend. But guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.